Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Tuesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Chicago has a new mayor. Brandon Johnson was sworn in yesterday as the city's 57th mayor at the UIC Pavilion. My colleague Tessa Weinberg is reporting that thousands of supporters packed into the space to listen to Johnson's speech. He painted a picture of a city that will invest in everyone, from new asylum seekers to longtime residents. In the immediate, Johnson says philanthropic and business groups are already working to create safe opportunities for youth during Memorial Day weekend coming up. It's not just up to Fred Waller and his officers. It is up to all of us. Johnson reiterated his campaign pledges to reopen shuttered health clinics, provide funding to help the unhoused and do it all without raising property taxes. And he didn't stop there. Johnson signed four executive orders right after he was sworn into office. The orders highlight the immediate issues he's going to have to deal with, the ones he spoke about during his speech, asylum seekers arriving to the city, and summer violence. In one order, Johnson directed the city's budget office to analyze the funds available for youth development and for his administration to create more internships and job opportunities for Chicago kids year-round. So... Let's get to work where we double the amount of young people that we hire. The orders also established three new deputy mayor positions, one for immigrant, migrant and refugee rights, another for community safety and a third for labor relations. You can go to WBEZ.org for more information on these orders and what happened at the inauguration itself. If you follow sports ball, or maybe even if you like to think about city planning and economics, you probably know that the Chicago Bears have been looking to possibly move to Arlington Heights for a while now. And they're still at possible. But today will be the first time legislation concerning that move has been debated publicly. My colleague Alex Degman is reporting that a proposal to help the Bears move is scheduled for a state house committee hearing this morning. The assessed value of the old Arlington International Racecourse site would be frozen and a $3 per ticket tax would go into effect to pay off old Soldier Field renovations. Democratic State Representative Marty Moylan created this proposal and that language was there in its previous iteration. What's new is an oversight board that negotiates how much the Bears pay to local governments every year to offset property tax revenue loss. And there would be a 3% tax on sports wagers placed within the development. That wager tax would also go to Arlington Heights and surrounding communities like Palatine, Schaumburg, Rolling Meadows, and others. The measure also offers tax breaks for certain equipment used for stadium and development construction. Chicago is home to a new unlikely celebrity, a massive snapping turtle. My colleague Indy Kara is reporting that some kayakers recorded a video of the turtle basking on some rusty chains in the Chicago River. They shared the recording, much to the Internet's delight, and affectionately nicknamed the turtle Chonkosaurus. Margaret Frisbee is with Friends of the Chicago River. They've worked on a lot of ecological restoration projects over the years, like making safe nesting sites for local turtles. 
And they say that the fact that this huge animal is living in the river means that those efforts to improve the ecosystem might be working. Understanding that an animal as big as that turtle lives in the Chicago River system and not far from where you live is really exciting. It's amazing to think that big animals can thrive in this really urban environment. If you run into Chancosaurus or any other common snapping turtles... Frisbee says, give them lots of space and observe them from afar. And now for a few quick hits. TV and film writers are mostly concentrated on the East and West Coasts, but the Third Coast has a few as well. And my colleagues at the Sun-Times are reporting that more than 100 Chicago members of the Writers Guild of America are planning to picket outside NBC Tower downtown tomorrow as a part of the nationwide writer strike. To hear from some of those members and their plans, you can find the story at chicagosuntimes.com. And some more sports news. The NBA Draft Combine is taking place at Chicago's Wintrust Arena this week. The event gives prospects the chance to interview with NBA teams, play games, and participate in shooting, strength, and agility drills. It's an important step in the draft process for players outside of the league's projected lottery to showcase their skills leading up to its official draft in June. Cheryl Ray Stout is WBEZ sports contributor, and she says this gives the Chicago Bulls an advantage as the Combine's host city, including more direct access to the participating players. As for the weather, this is interesting. So for most of the day, it's supposed to be nice, sunny, temperatures in the mid to high 70s. But then the National Weather Service is saying Chicago is going to go through a pneumonia front, meaning the temperatures could drop by 20 degrees in a matter of minutes. That cold front is going to last throughout the day tomorrow, but then it should warm up again on Thursday. Watch out for this pneumonia front to hit sometime in the late afternoon. As in, if you haven't left the house for the day yet, bring a coat. And that's it for the rundown today. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. 